0: Hey, this is Nick Romolini and welcome to another episode of the The Blank Blank Page Podcast Podcast. Available exclusively on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora And wherever else you get your podcasts I guess that's not exclusive (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Athletic Greens Greens. Today's episode is brought to you by Bulletproof Coffee And Stamps.com I'm just kidding. Today's episode is brought to you by none of that. It's just brought to you by uh, me and the nagging voices in my head who keep telling me I'm not good enough. So as I've been bombarding the internet lately with content about being Italian-American, it's Italian-American Heritage Month. Listen to me. This culture matters, motherfuckers. And there's more to it than the mafia and spaghetti. I've been thinking a lot about what it means to me to be Italian. It's really very much a big part of who I am. And I had it a lot in Philadelphia, especially when I when I moved into South Philly and I was surrounded by that culture all the time. Of course, it's how I grew up. Everyone in my bloodline is Italian. And, you know, moving to Los Angeles, it's not really a cultural thing out here. I mean, there are some Italians, there's some Italian markets, there's places that you can go to get that feeling. But a lot of it feels like cosplay. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of the Italian culture out here is, is like northern Italy, newer immigrants, people who have just come over in the last 20-30 years and have started restaurants and like the Philly Italian culture is more Southern Italian you know my family's from Abruzzi and Naples and my dad's side's from Tuscany the Italian culture in Philly is more Southern Italian as far as I understand so it's like this mix of people out here who are from Northern or people who are just so many generations removed from being embedded in that culture back East that they're just Americans and it's just, it's just different out here, and I felt like I've been looking for that sense of community, that sense of belonging for a while. There's this one Italian-American club out here called the Grand Sons of Italy, I believe. Over the last ten years, there have been two or three separate instances where I've gotten in touch with whoever was the secretary at the moment of the club to go to a meeting of theirs and just try to connect with these people. And I still haven't done it. And I don't know if it's this thing where I'm like, well, these are Italian-Americans from all over the country, and my people are just from the Northeast, because you know I know this one kid, for example, who's from the Midwest. He's an Italian kid from the Midwest. He's got the last name. He's got the first name. He looks kind of Irish, but that's besides the point. But I don't feel like he's as Italian as me. Or I don't feel like we would have the same shorthand. He's an Italian-American cosplayer. And I'm afraid that I'm going to go to this meeting with these guys, and it's just going to be a fucking cosplay. It's going to be a fucking circus act. It's going to be a fucking sideshow. And I don't want that. And so I've never gone. Now, in fairness, I should go just to see what it's about at least once, but I still haven't gone. But then the flip side of that is, like, I don't really feel at home with those people in Philly. I mean, we have a lot in common, but I'm a much different person than... How do I express this and and not in any way sound disparaging? Because that would never be my intent. I feel out of place because I don't fit into that sort of prototypical tough guy, well put together all the time. Like, all the... All the stereotypes of Italian-Americans. Let's be real, stereotypes exist for a reason. We don't have to pretend that none of them are true. But I digress. There's a great irony here, and that's as follows. My parents, while very Italian, from very Italian roots, were also hippies. They were vegans in the 70s. By the time I grew up, They were eating chicken and fish, but like my oldest sister Jen spent most of her childhood as a strict vegan So I didn't grow up eating beef. I didn't grow up eating veal. I didn't grow up eating pork So I always felt this separation between myself and you know the real brisciut eating Italians You know the real gabagool eating Italians, and I always felt like am I Italian enough? I hear Maniscalco talking about S cookies and it doesn't immediately ring a bell. So, what's that mean? I'm not Italian enough? I'm not authentic enough to be in the club? Of course, this is all in my fucking head. I remember we would be in South Philly and I would be like, I don't fit in with these grease balls. Like, this is not me, you know? And I say Greaseball with the most affection I possibly can. I love these people. And the truth is, I'm way more like them than I'm not. Obviously, I started eating Berjut and gabagool and soprasat and all the things when I became an adult who made my own decisions. But it still nags me. I recently started following all these Italian-Americans on Instagram, you know? And I'm watching these videos that they post, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, we have a lot in common for sure, but like, I'm not i'm not that dug in you know i'm not that culturally that you know i feel like to a degree my parents generation distanced themselves a little bit from that association i know that my mother wasn't allowed to speak italian in the house they weren't allowed to speak italian in the house because they really wanted to embed themselves into the american culture they really wanted that generation to become american and I feel like a lot's been lost as a result of that, you know. I, for some reason, feel the need after such a revelation to express my bona fides, you know. I mean, I grew up eating broccoli rob and roasted red peppers and sharp provolone at my grandparents' houses. I used to listen to Sundays with Sinatra with my grandmom Jean. My pop up Al, Al the Barber, he died when I was seven. I used to wear his fedora and flip open and light his Zippo when I was 10. I used to wear suits with his fedora and a Zippo in my pocket when I was, you know, 10 years old. My family's eaten the Seven Fish dinner on Christmas Eve every single Christmas Eve of my entire life. So just in case you think... All you people out there who might be like, he's not Italian enough. Obviously, this is all in my fucking head. But I need to express to you just how Italian I actually am. Just in case you wondered whether or not I ate Scott Old Soup when I was a kid. I did. I'm named after my great-grandfather, Nick. Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A My mom added the S to the end because she was afraid that I would get made fun of and she didn't want me to have too ethnic sounding of a name which speaks to this idea of an attempt to amalgamate into the American culture I think it's also crazy this like capitalist quest towards turning us all into just homogenous American consumers And I think that the sooner our cultures of origin can evaporate and be co-opted by Olive Garden, Buca de Beppo, (laughs) let's outprice the rent for the mom and pop taqueria, sell the real estate to somebody else, and then a couple years later, it reopens as a Chipotle. How does that value our culture? any of our culture how does that value what any of us came from how is that the melting pot more and more the melting pot is just becoming homogenous culture mass-produced by corporations and sold back to us and to be very clear i'm not like a cabal guy i'm not like there's a nefarious cabal of 83 people and they control everything and no no one's driving the bus But the bus is still very much moving in this direction of complete culturelessness that's only driven by the newest iPhone, planned obsolescence, the cheapest, most mass-produced food, Consumption, 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 more, 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 buy more shit. And the less connected we are to our communities and the less connected we are to... The cultures from which we originated, the more we just become these perfect consumer Americans. I don't know. Maybe I jumped the shark here, but this is how I feel. I feel these things are really genuinely connected. (sighs) But anyway, back to kind of what I was saying. Sometimes I'm like, what have I done? Why did I leave? What am I doing here? Of course then I look around and I see the palm trees and I drive and we go to the beach on a Saturday in October and everything's beautiful and I re-understand these things. I mean, check back with me in February and I'll remember why the fuck I'm out here. But I do, I follow this guy on Instagram, Hoagie Dom. Shout out to Hoagie Dom. I started following this guy a few years ago just cause he would go around the city of Philly eating hoagies and like raiding them. And then I got off Instagram for a couple years and when I came back, now this guy's like a fucking hoagie maker in philly he makes his own bread and he makes these specialty hoagies he has like a pop up every two weeks if you're listening in philly you might know who i'm talking about but sometimes i'm like man i could have just stayed there i could have opened the natural wine bar and pizzeria that i've at one point in the last five years is one thing that i thought i might possibly want to do out here but then i always come back to this place of like This is, this is my path, this, I'm here for a reason, like, I clearly feel like I have unfinished business here, and like, there's a reason I don't live in Philadelphia right now, there's a reason why when I go back and visit, I don't feel so compelled that I need to buy a house there and live there, you know? But I miss the people, and especially I miss the Italian people back east. That's my blood, that's my heritage, that's what I come from. And so out here, you know, I wear my Italian horn just to be like, I could signal that this is me and, and someone will recognize it. The same way that one of my best friends, Aratus, who's half Italian, saw me in the bathroom in the dorms at Penn State and saw the horn around my neck and was like, oh, you're Italian? And we've been best friends ever since, 20-something years. But I wear it as like a flag of like, Like Well, first of all as a pride thing and of course to keep the maloiks away But also like maybe someone will see it Maybe there's another one of me out here and I can connect on this level, but nobody picks up on it So now I've just taken to wearing the Italians do it better shirt because I'm like, okay Well, I guess uh, I guess I'll be a little more loud about it But I was talking to a friend and he was saying that my pushing this Italian thing He hates it. It's driving him crazy The fact that I'm talking about like how I feel that Italian Americans are unfairly portrayed in our culture and in media. I don't think there's any other ethnic group that it would be okay to represent the way Italians are represented all the time in our media. And he thinks that's just me fitting into the category of aggrieved white men who were never oppressed, but have had something taken from them. Which might be true if I were a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant named Connor Montgomery, Chase Calloway, Montgomery Penn, you know, some fucking waspy ass name like that. And like all my love to you if you're one of those waspy motherfuckers. (laughs) But if I were someone like that, who came from generations of money, generations of college graduates, born with a silver spoon in my mouth, went to the finest private schools, Ivy League educated, just like every single generation that came before me. But that's not the case. I come from blue collar Italian immigrants. My parents are self-made high school dropouts who dragged themselves from essentially poverty in Southwest Philly all the way up to the middle class. So I don't come to this conversation lightly. And I am acutely aware of the fact that none of this is popular to talk about right now. None of this is okay to talk about. We just can't discuss this societally. But I really don't fucking care, because somebody needs to say the thing that other people are thinking but are too scared to say out loud. And if nobody else is thinking this, then fucking so be it, I'll be on this island by myself, I don't give a shit. But my whole point is, I'm kind of tired of seeing every portrayal of Italian Americans, either as being some gold chain nested in the chest hair, inarticulate, stupid, tough guy, or a fucking chef. I don't think it's okay that we can pick and choose which cultures we decide to represent derogatorily. And I know I'm doing the thing with my hands right now, but... but like, who's in charge of deciding which cultures are off-limits and which cultures it's okay to still portray stereotypically? I know this isn't gonna go over well with some people, And I'm not saying that the Italians have it so bad, but it does really disgust me when I'm playing a game with my son and he says to me, and he's been watching a Lego show and he says to me, who do you want to be? You want to be Nighthawk or do you want to be Vito? And like my, my radar goes up and I'm like, oh, tell me about Vito. I'm curious. Does he uh, have an open shirt? With a gold chain and a lot of hair? Does he have slicked black hair? Does he, uh, Does he talk like this all the time? Is he always saying fuck this? And Well, I didn't say fucking to my seven-year-old, but... And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. So, why are we okay with that? I have no problem with it. But what I have a problem with is that it's not an equal playing field for all. And again, I can't figure out who are the cultural arbiters of what's fair game and what's not fair game. What's acceptable, what's unacceptable. I could think of ways that other cultures could be portrayed in media that would fit the stereotype that they are. Because let's be honest, like a lot of us do wear gold chains. A lot of us do have hairy chests that we keep fucking you know, buttoned down to the, to the, to our belly button. Right. And we do have slicked hair. Some of us, not all of us, but there's some truth to it. Again, stereotypes exist for a reason. But imagine if we portrayed other ethnic groups in the same way. I don't think it would be okay. Now I have another dear loved one who I've talked to about this and this individual agrees with me and has said, yeah, but we can't say anything. You can't say that. Well, I'm fucking saying it. And look, maybe I'm super out of touch because I don't consume a whole lot of media. Maybe Spanish-Americans are portrayed this way. Maybe Korean-Americans are portrayed in the same way. Maybe German-Americans. Maybe Argentinian-Americans. Maybe all these ethnic groups are portrayed this way, but I have not really seen that. I've seen this trend move in the opposite direction where everybody is super careful and cautious about how they portray any given ethnic group in media staying away from stereotypes and so forth just in my perception which again i may be out of touch you know when jersey shore came out and became so popular my knee-jerk reaction was to rebuke those people and to rebuke my association with those people. Because they were portrayed like fucking clowns on MTV. The truth of the matter is, I love all of those people. I feel a deep kinship with all of those people. Those are my people. We may not be exactly the same, but we have a fucking lot in common. And the way that the media and society at large portrays us consistently still is not really acceptable to me. Why does the educated literati and sort of cultural gatekeepers get to be the ones who decide that this is okay to portray italian americans this way it's not i remember when don john came out starring joseph gordon levitt as the titular character and his italian american family in jersey and his gym rat lifestyle and his Wife Beaters, and Tony Danza as his father. Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote and directed that movie, which I found wildly entertaining and enjoyed a great deal. But nobody had any problem with it. I personally believe that he should be able to write and direct and star in that movie and tell that story and ride all those stereotypes. But like, in the culture... I can't believe that that's just cool. No problem. Yeah. Let's do it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean, and if you look at the Don John cast list, it is pretty absurd. It's almost like he went out of his way to cast as few Italians as possible. It's kind of insane. But like, whatever, man. This is the story you want to tell. Tell the fucking story. And let the audience be the judge of whether it's authentic or good or not. I know this is like... Kanye in the White Lives Matter t shirt right now, but it's like real shit. I'm not trying to be just fucking provocative for the sake of it. I just, I want somebody to explain to me why it's okay. Because again, it's not that I necessarily have a problem with it, it's that I have a problem with the fact that it's not an even playing field for everyone. Let's joke about everything or let's joke about nothing but we can't just pick and choose what's acceptable to joke about and what's not okay to joke about. It doesn't work that way. It can't work that way. It creates divisions within our society, within our neighborhoods, within our communities. We need to be okay with laughing about everything or laughing about fucking nothing, which sounds really boring and lame and stodgy and not very much fun at all. And another thing, which is very of the moment right now, I guess with this new movie coming out, Super Mario Brothers, right? Okay, so this game was created, the original was created in 83, Mario Brothers, and Super Mario Brothers comes out in 85. So we have, back then, it's okay for a Japanese guy, To create a video game about Italian-Americans, right? And I bet that back then, it also would have been okay for a white woman to make a documentary about Muslim extremists. And it wouldn't have gotten canceled. It would have been okay. Just like it was and remains okay for Japanese guys to make a video game with Italian-American plumbers in New York City. So we're just okay with the fact that they can make this game and they can call the villains goombas the villains are called goombas in this game are you fucking kidding me we have john leguizamo playing a title character in the live action movie my friend just sent me the cast list thanks andrew for sending this over chris pratt anya taylor joy charlie day jack black keegan michael key seth rogan fred armison kevin michael richardson Sebastian Maniscalco and Charles Martinet. So we got Maniscalco in there not playing Mario or Luigi because we have Chris Pratt playing Mario and Charlie Day playing Luigi. I mean, again, I just don't understand why it's okay. If it's pizza and spaghetti, it's just a fucking joke. It's just funny. It's just okay. It's not okay. I think that anybody can play anybody else. But I don't understand why the goalposts seem to be moved when it comes to Italians. I just don't fucking understand it. And if somebody please reach out, help me here, explain this to me because this is making me fucking crazy. Everything is okay or nothing is okay. Everything is fair game or nothing's fair game. We can't have goalposts fucking moving like this. Because who are the people who get to decide what's okay and what's not okay? Who gets to fucking decide this? Who gets to decide who should be canceled for what? So Chris Pratt doesn't use a thick Italian accent and that makes it okay? I'm not saying it's not okay. I'm just saying it's all or nothing, period. I mean, we're at a point in the culture where we have Tom Hanks saying he would not play the part that he played in Philadelphia in this day and age, because it wouldn't be right for him to do. So we have so much cancellation and we have so much wokeness. And yet this is fine. This is fine. And it blows my fucking mind. Personally, I think everything should be fine, but why is this the one thing that remains fine within the current fucking climate? Help! Please! Christ Almighty! The thing is also, I hate to see the culture bastardized by metagons. I don't like to see the embrace of Tony Soprano memes. I feel I have a special connection to this because I grew up this way. And I feel like every time I see a meme celebrating Tony Soprano... It somehow feels disparaging in some way. I don't like it. And also, how could you, American person, understand this the way I understand it? I've got connected guys in my family line. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I gotta be honest though. I didn't even know Italian American Heritage Month was a thing until I saw one of these dudes on Instagram post about it. Apparently, it became a thing in 1989. It was proclaimed by Bush in 90, reproclaimed by Clinton in 93, Barry reproclaimed it again in 2010. And Italians ha- have a significant history in our country outside of just the mafia and pasta. You know, they fought in the wars. They helped build the infrastructure in the 20th century. They did the dirty, grimy jobs. They built New York City. And this strange thing has happened over the last few years. As far as I see it, it was like, okay, we're canceling Christopher Columbus because of Christopher Columbus's indiscretions in the 15th century. And so now Italians are canceled as well. So now let's go back to the mafia tropes and let's go back to talking about spaghetti and meatballs and let's go back to doing their hand gesture and let's go back to the mustaches and the chef's hats. And it sucks, man. It fucking sucks. Italian-Americans have contributed a lot to this country. And the Columbus thing, like, let's be real. If it wasn't Columbus, it would have been somebody else in 14-fucking-92. Europeans would have continued to colonize relentlessly, no matter who was the first one to sail across the fucking ocean and find this landmass. Not saying the landmass wasn't here already and that it was discovered, but somebody who hadn't known about it before would have found out about it, whether it was Columbus or somebody else. No, no, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying there are other ways to look at things. I'm not defending the practices that he employed whatsoever. Not at all. I'm just wondering if maybe our time would be better spent. Quibbling about something else And also, I feel like there's been deleterious effects On the Italian-American population as a result of this (sighs) I guess they say, all's well that ends well So, um, glad we got through this episode (laughs) Really interested to hear what people have to say about it It would be great if you could subscribe to the show. If you could rate the show. It would be wonderful if you could leave a review. Tell your friends about it. And, um, (laughs) I guess we'll see what happens from here. Thanks for listening to The Blank Page. See you you next next Tuesday. Tuesday.